3: Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Hey, ladies. Ladies! Should it be a crime when some dude randomly sends you some full frontal nudity?
4: Lady, lady, lady.
0: California might be the first state to decide that that's true, and I think I might be in agreement with them. I'll have to talk that over a little bit later this hour.
4: I staunchly disagree. Okay. Plus, that's going to impact my afternoon. I mean, <laughs> now you're going to make my hobbies illegal. So,
0: so we'll uh, we'll talk about that later. I want to talk about the blowback CNN's getting for trying to go more moderate and less partisan, which I really am happy. About. I'm watching CNN for the first time in. 20 years i don't think i had flipped on cnn for a minute for like 20 years and now they've got me back i'm a daily watcher
4: their news is news again yeah. some of it's biased but it's not like opinion shows masquerading as news which it was for a while
0: how do you pronounce this football player's name that was an all oh, that we were talking about geez we talked about him every day for a while manti teo i think right is that right hansen we'll find out we're gonna so he Manti Teo. And uh, back when this story exploded, God, we talked about this for days. Remember, oh, yeah. we were reading transcripts and playing audio. And I mean, this was quite the, the soap opera. Do I remember yeah, but... just before we get so there's a documentary out just to refresh my memory briefly, even if it's wrong, before I get into the documentary was uh, going to be a giant. So he's a college football player on track to mm-hmm. become a giant star. was engaged to a chick he'd never met before doing some sort of online thing and it turned out she was a dude. Is that
4: right? Uh, Yeah, she didn't exist per se and they kind of deal with that in the trailer.
0: Okay. I was just wondering if I remembered that story right at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, And then then he was on like
4: Ellen and Dr. Phil and stuff like that. Well, and I'd forgotten the... Well, let's play the trailer then we'll discuss it.
3: Manti Teo had an absolutely astounding senior year. His grandmother and girlfriend, when Kukua, had died the same night. He dedicated his season to them. It was an amazing story.
5: I mean, they were with me, you know, I miss
3: them. One problem, his girlfriend did not exist.
4: I don't think anyone
0: can appreciate how big a story it became. This was a very sophisticated hoax,
4: perpetrated for reasons we can't understand.
2: At this point, I'm at the Heisman ceremony. I don't know what to think, and I can't tell anybody what's going on.
3: He'll never say it
2: affected his play, but you could definitely see something was up. We just thought, what sick joke is someone trying to put on us? My uncle immediately said, I think you're getting catfished. All right, ready it roll, man? Doubt. I created this fictional character, Lene. I totally felt fear. I didn't have courage to just be like, this is who I am. It became evident that we had a major story. I was afraid this was gonna affect my NFL future.
6: I don't think he had any concept of how much the media will build you up and then tear you down.
2: I didn't expect it to blow up so quickly. This is about to hit the fan. That's when everything went chaotic. I love you so much. There were two people, it was crazy. My whole world changed and I'm questioning everything.
0: And Alex, you can jump in if you want, because you're a sports fan, if we uh, for, if we misremember anything. So did he actually win the Heisman?
5: No, he came in third, I believe, that year. Okay, but he, he gave the
0: speech about how his girlfriend had died at some point, and that became a really big thing. That was like a...
4: Yeah, his grandmother and girlfriend died like simultaneously on the eve of the big game. I mean, it was just too incredible a story, and he had to bravely go out there and, and, and play anyway. Now, Granny's past. That part was real. So He wasn't being Granny catfished.
0: So Alex said something when he came in the room. He said, we all owe him an apology. Why do you say that, Alex?
4: Oh, yeah.
5: Yeah. I've watched bits and pieces. I'm not completely through the documentary yet, but he... He was a young man playing at a high level of football. He was focused on football, and the the main reason he hid this whole thing when it blew up was because he didn't want to be seen as a crazy guy who was in a serious relationship with a girl who he had never met.
0: Right. Well, which makes you look pretty crazy, but, you know, he's also a kid.
5: Exactly. He's a young man, and he's a very talented football player, and unfortunately, the whole situation essentially tanked his career.
0: In what way did it tank his career?
5: Well he was in the, you know, for those who aren't familiar with college football, the Heisman Trophy is the best player in the nation that year. And he's in the finalists and it's a very elite sec- uh, section of players. He's going into the NFL draft. This whole story drops after the big game. It dropped his draft value, so which affects his paycheck. And the only thing anyone ever talked about once he made it to the NFL was the not-existent girlfriend. No one ever talked about his play on the field. It obviously affected his play on the field. And he's now out of the league.
0: So he didn't have the ability to to ignore it and keep playing, which I'm not knocking him for that, because it was a pretty big story and he was a kid.
5: And it was like the big story all of 2013. Well,
4: I can't believe how much we talked about it. Well, and you'd think, you know, a guy of that much ability might be able to transcend that and, and his play on the field just makes everybody forget. But it was so massive. And if it followed him everywhere, it could distract and dis- discourage
5: a guy. Well, imagine playing against somebody in the NFL, you it's a vicious sport and they're going to sit there and chirp in your ear. Oh, hey, you are the guy who's dating Can, a guy faking.
0: Tonight I'm your new girlfriend, Maddie.
5: Oh yeah, mm. it would be in his head all the time.
0: Oh god. Wow. <laughs> I'm remembering why we talked about it so much. I mean, it's unfair to to the to the, to the poor guy that fell for it. Um, but I mean, it's it's a pretty hard story to ignore.
4: Well, and the fact that it was this transgender person who just wanted to be a hot woman, so kind of became one using other people's pictures and and recruited family members to back up the story. I mean, it was it was absolutely conspiracy to commit fraud. What year was it?
5: 2013.
4: So I'm thinking that part of the reason it
0: exploded so much, it was early in the whole online dating thing, when it was becoming like super mainstream and common, early in the whole trans thing, when that was becoming way more of a conversation, so it had, you know, a couple of points of interest converging at the same time, and it's just, eh, it's a compelling story. Poor guy. Yeah. I mean, we made fun of him a lot, just like everybody else did, and... uh...
4: But, you know, you're a small-town guy. Here he comes from this small village in Hawaii, not a lot of life experience and everything, and just thrust onto the international stage. That's rough. Yeah. That is rough. Yeah.
5: And then I do want to wrap it up. He's a nice guy, all things. He donates time to the Special Olympics, the Hawaii Food Bank. He's an Eagle Scout. You know, all those things. He's a great kid. So
0: he has no known... Uh, like, outstanding flaws other than he was super naive about a love relationship.
4: And he got duped by an
0: insidious
5: plot. Yeah. Which is why we owe him the apology. Yeah, because that sucks. Because right. there's
0: plenty of... Uh, Deshaun Watson last week. There's plenty of scumbags in the NFL. I mean, just rotten to the core, awful human beings, allegedly. um, This guy's only crime was being naive about love. and uh, Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah, that's that's rough. I kind of feel bad about that whole thing because Jack said some mean things at the time. Prob- I sh- defended the poor lad.
0: I believe I believe one of us uh, regularly made <laughs> uh, you know acted out scenes <laughs> of a fake phone call and etc. etc. Uh, but man, so you know, you know, and my you know, I don't know what level of uh, naive my kids are going to be, but I if I'm close enough to to them to know what's going on, I certainly am going to say. So you, you haven't met this girl at all. You've never met her face-to-face? Okay. I gotta say, I'm a little concerned about that.
4: I have seen people duped, and logic is a mouse in the face of the lion of their emotion and their needs.
0: Nothing will cloud your judgment like
4: falling in love. Nothing. And or being horned up. And or, and or sex. I mean, for other people, I've never been a victim of that myself. I'm the rational man. I'm practically Mr. Spock over here. But, yes, for normal people, yes, it will make you a crazy person.
0: Uh, one more question, Alex. What does the point of this documentary seem to be? Is the point what you said? We all owe him an apology?
5: I think it's more to recap just how wild the situation The point was. of it is
0: to make money because it's still an entertaining story. That's the point of the documentary.
5: Oh, yeah. Sure. That's Netflix. The you. point
0: of view of the documentary, I guess.
5: Uh, but it's part of a series that they have unfolded. Uh, but is it unfold. mostly,
0: does it mostly make him look like a victim of something? I mean, he was a
4: victim of
5: something. I haven't oh. finished it. I'll get back to you on that. Okay. I've got to believe it does. And I
4: mentioned earlier in the show, I just finished watching the three-part documentary on Woodstock 99, which is uh, called Trainwreck, I believe. That's, that's worth a look, too, if you remember that festival. It, and it, it's a throwback to the heyday of MTV. You got Kurt Loder reporting live and Limp Bizkit playing and whipping up the crowd.
0: And I've seen the trailer where it's got the part where Kid Rock comes out and does that thing where he just screams, My
4: name is Kid! That crowd
0: goes berserk.
4: Yeah, that was the things are going well part of the festival. (laughs) It's an interesting glimpse into humanity, particularly young men when masked together with no rules. Mm. No rules, not just right.
0: Documentaries are having a moment to last several years, aren't they?
4: Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Because if you're in the mood for one, you know where to go. Yep. There's
0: a lot there are of all good sorts
4: ones. of good options. Yeah. Hey, a little later in the hour, the idea of the American dream came across this column in the New York Times. It's, or it's an opinion piece masquerading as a news article in which a person of the left tries to make the claim that the right is perverting the idea of the American dream. And I read the whole thing, and they seem to make a beautiful case of why conservatives are right about it. I don't know if they just lack introspection or exist in an ideological bubble, but it doesn't prove what it sets out to.
0: Okay, I want to hear that and then how it fits in with that NBC poll number over the weekend. Highest number ever of Americans saying the country's best days are behind us at 58%. So, Anyway, and Joe comes out pro junk picks, which is surprising to me.
4: That's not precisely um, what I was driving at, but we can um, deal with that I'm next, if you'd like. in favor
0: of this law that is going to protect women. All on the way.
6: Armstrong and Getty.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: A lot of college-age kids are really stupid, and you're going to hear an example of that in about uh, ten minutes or so. Next segments, it's something.
4: They're certainly ignorant. Mm-hmm. This is so interesting. This is—I don't know—is it a news story, an opinion piece? It's impossible to tell anymore in the New York Times. How a storied phrase became a partisan battleground. Jasmine Uloa in the New York Times. A touchstone of political and social discourse, the nearly 100-year-old phrase, the American dream, is being repurposed, qu- repurposed, critics say distorted, particularly by Republicans of color. Mm. Oh, boy. Once again, the left media, the New York Times, if any black or brown person dares speak independently or not, according to the progressive line, all of a sudden there's something wrong with them. So immediately my hackles were up a little bit, but I thought, OK, allegedly, I mean, then that's a hell of an allegation. Uh, Republicans, and particularly Republicans of color, are distorting the phrase. So let's listen to the make the case. Are Republicans using the term, the American dream, properly or perverting it? Juan Siskamani, a Republican who washed cars to help his Mexican immigrant father pay the bills, is now running for Congress in Arizona. It's a great story. He's been leaning on a simple three-word phrase throughout his campaign, the American Dream. To him, the American Dream has become uh, something to aspire to, but to defend from attack. He says in one ad, President Biden and Nancy Pelosi are destroying the American Dream with a border crisis, soaring inflation, and schools that don't teach the good things about America. Yeah. Interesting. I, uh, I I agree uh, that that is what's happening yeah, but I think I'm voting for this guy. I don't know anything else about him, but for decades, politicians have used the phrase "the American dream" to describe a promise of economic opportunity and upward mobility yeah. of prosperity through hard work. Yeah, exactly. It's been a promise so powerful it drew immigrants from around the world who went on to fulfill it, generation after generation. Okay, you're making my case so far. Surely there's a twist so far or or ahead, rather, because a lot of people on your side of it are saying the American dream is a lie, that the idea that you can work hard and be a success in this country is a lie because of systemic racism. And your very premise in this article is that it's people of color who are pitching this. I'm confused. Perhaps I'll read on. And she mentions political figures in both parties employ the phrase. Now a new crop of Republican candidates and elected officials are using the phrase in a different way, invoking the same promise but arguing in speeches, ads, etc., that the American dream is in danger, threatened by what they see as rampant crime, unchecked illegal immigration, burdensome government regulations, and liberal social policies. Many of these Republicans are people of color, including immigrants and the children of immigrants, for whom the phrase has deep resonance. In other words, exactly, precisely the sort of people who would know. Surely she gets around to, uh, like, refuting the argument in a minute or two, right? Then she goes into some of the history of it, that Trump mentioned it. Uh, She mentions that uh, Barack Obama... Warned the American dream could slip away. Uh, Bill Clinton and other Democrats. Then she says what's changed is some Republicans now cast the situation more starkly using the dream is in danger rhetoric. And that's, I guess, a, a difference, but a subtle difference. OK, let's get back to these crazed Republicans of color like uh, Jason Meares, a Republican and the child of Cuban immigrants. They fled communism, for God's sake. Both parties used to celebrate the fact that America America is an exceptional country. Now you have only one party that celebrates that fact. Uh Right. Amen. Hallelujah. Correct. The American Dream was part of a successful campaign to become Virginia's first Latino attorney General. my head's gonna explode. This article, which is attacking these ideas, is like proving them better than anything I've ever read. Okay, all right, never mind the Cuban immigrant who's now a successful man because he believes in the American dream. Let's go to this uh, Myra Flores we've talked about, a Mexican immigrant, first generation, became the first Latino Republican in Congress in Texas, ran an ad that declared Democrats are destroying the American dream. How dare she having achieved it? (laughs) (laughs) What was the title of this article? Oh, I got to scan back up. How a storied phrase became a partisan battleground.
0: What are, wow, I don't know.
4: Well, I feel like my defense attorney is standing up in court and saying, oh, he clearly killed somebody. They need an editor that would have looked
0: at it big picture and say, I don't think your headline and your premise and
4: everything is holding together. All right, here's another one of these monsters. Antonio Suad, an Italian Lebanese immigrant running for a house seat in Dallas, said in an ad he washes he washed dishes at the age of 15 before opening two restaurants, telling voters the American dream does not come from a government handout. Correct. Again, there's more to this. We're running out of time. This is the most amazing bit of editorial failure. I've ever seen. I
0: agree with that person. You want to hear some dumb young people? (laughs) Stay tuned. Armstrong. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I just read the judge who um, said, yeah, you can uh, release the affidavit in the whole Trump Mar-a-Lago raid thing. Uh, I'll send it to get redacted. He yesterday said that there is a decent chance that there will be so much redacting going on that the document will be rendered
4: meaningless. Yeah. Yeah, that's been my guess all along. I think
0: that's exactly what's going to happen. All right, so people are waiting for something that's going to turn out to be a nothing.
4: You know, I was just going to say, investigate away. Uh, 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 Tell me when a shoe drops. Right.
0: Coming up, should it be against the law to send a junk pic to some woman?
4: Probably ought to nail that down quickly.
0: (laughs) God, I can't imagine ever doing that. Uh. Even to somebody I'm in a relationship with and plan to be forever. I just wouldn't want it out there.
4: Well, and it goes to the difference between men and women, which, you know, we have something else to do here, so I won't get into it. But the idea that there's no difference it's just socialization. There's really no biological difference. That may be the most idiotic notion ever promoted in intellectual circles could be the all-timer. Mine's spectacular, by the way. I wish more people could oh, see it. Oh,
0: Lord. No. <laughs> can I you won't. see my privates? Can you, can you? <laughs> can you see my privates? Can you, can you?
4: In a quarter century, that is the low point. <laughs> quarter century of this program. Great Scott.
0: So this is one of those man-on-the-street things like jaywalking used to be. Jay Leno would go interview people, and, and then uh, Jimmy Kimmel does it all the time should get way more attention as he shows how ignorant the average person is or, or how willing they are to go along with nonsense or whatever. But anyway, this is a guy interviewing college age people on the beach. Looks like it's Santa Monica, Venice, because I was just there a couple weeks ago with my son. And he's asking them extraordinarily simple questions. And uh, this is how it went.
3: How many stars are on the United States flag?
6: 103. 103? 103? Yeah. Um, Thirty-two.
3: What ocean is on the east side of the United States?
6: What ocean? Can I Google
3: it? (laughs) You guys know this.
6: I know this.
3: I don't know this. What country is the Queen of England from? I'm not a politics guy. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know. I really don't know. Just take a guess. Like, what country is the Queen of England from? Europe. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Take a guess. What's the capital of the United States? Um, the, um, there's a capital? (laughs) What, Lexi? (laughs) Take a guess. Um, um, I don't know. Uh, probably California. Yeah, that's right. It is? No, the United States, do we know? I knew he was gonna embarrass
6: us. I know, D. I do not want to think because I don't want to sound dead. Well, just, th- there's no capital, D. Yeah, literally. State. Is, H- you is there there's no there's capital?
3: capital? Correct. Is <laughs> that right? No. Oh, f- <laughs> You guys are UCLA we literally students? literally go to UCLA. To- yeah. <laughs> Who was the first president of the United States? Abraham <laughs> Lincoln. Can you name the uh, three Kardashian sisters?
6: Uh, Kim, Courtney, and Chloe.
3: What are the three Kardashian sisters' names?
6: Courtney, Kim, and
3: Chloe. Khloe, Courtney, and Courtney. Yeah. Bonus points for the brother. Um, Robert. The Kardashian's brother's name. Robert. What? Rob. What are the Kardashian sisters' names? I don't even know. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know. Okay. That one. You get respect for me on that one. Okay.
0: So I wish I found this amusing. I don't actually. It uh, is uh, pains me and scares me. The two girls in the middle that not only didn't know the capital of the United States, but didn't know their, what, there's a capital? Students at the University of California, Los Angeles.
4: They How, got into the UC system. I know lots of really bright kids who couldn't get a spot. Well, they're pretty. And
0: maybe their parents have money?
4: Uh, you that, should. That doesn't matter at all, theoretically. <laughs>
0: Hilarious. Um... You shouldn't be able to get out of high school without knowing what the capital of the United States is, I wouldn't think. But they're they're in one of your more prestigious universities in
4: the world. It ought to take you weeks to find somebody who can't name the capital of the country. You would think. Of college age. Well, not only of college age, but a college student. Not only a college student, but a University of California college student, which is allegedly ha, one of the elite systems in the world, or was. Right. It ought to take you a week to find somebody who can't name the first president. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Now, like you said earlier, there's a chance that he interviewed a thousand people and cherry picked them. But like you also said, it should be impossible to find anybody who can't answer those questions.
4: Well, in the other twist, they didn't raise themselves. They didn't educate themselves. The generations that went before them have allowed them to be this ignorant at this age. Now, I will tell you this, as a member of the aforementioned generation or two, uh, I'm trying as hard as I can for kids to take civics classes, learn how this country works or ought to work, to understand our history in an even-handed way. But the practically the entire educational establishment is against us.
0: Right. But that is the the takeaway point should be because it's it's very easy to have the reaction be my my anger, my disappointment, my disgust is with them. But they were they they managed to get to age 20 and go to UCLA coming out of a house that never brought up who's the first president. Both my kids know who the first president is just for me. I don't know if they learned it at school, but they got out of a school system that we have decided as voters to lower the standards so much that they don't know any of those things so that they can graduate. And then a university system that we as donors and you know taxpayers play a role in, all that sort of stuff, have allowed people to get into the university system. They can't name the nation's capital. As a matter of fact, they're shocked that there is a nation's capital.
4: Right. So not only have we added on all the woke crap, to the kids education starting as young as first grade you've got to learn about gender and gay and straight and the rest of it uh and 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 you might be a little girl not a little boy uh, so not only have we introduced that but now we don't have any standards for the read and, write and arithmetic stuff
0: yeah those two ucla students i wish the follow-up had been can i see your uh, what your course load is for this next semester i want to see what classes you're taking yeah where'd you go to
4: high school I'd like to know that. Yikes. But I'd, I'd like to talk to that dude and ask him, how many people do you have to talk to to find one who can't name George Washington? Hey, Hanson,
0: look into lining him up and say, we, you know, we'll be completely fair. We're not here to blow you up or anything like that. I just, We'd just be interested.
4: We're so shocked by it.
0: Yeah. What percentage of people nailed them and you didn't put that on the tape because you're making the point that so many people don't know these things? I think he'd be forthcoming about that, I would guess.
4: Yeah, I I expect so. Yeah, as long as he knew we were coming at it respectfully.
0: Yeah, unless the people were actors, and I don't have any sense that they
4: were. Boy, if they are, they're good. They're seriously (laughs) talented. It is L.A. That's true.
0: Everybody is an aspiring actor or model.
4: Right. Some of them gals could probably pull it off, too. Attractive. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing they're pretty.
0: And uh, you might be inclined to send them a picture of your... genitals but it'll soon be against (sighs) the law perhaps in california i think it should be joe standing up for pro uh, genital picks for some reason that's not precisely what i'm trying to say (laughs) we'll get into some of the specifics of this new law coming up
1: armstrong and getty
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Ladies and gents, the voice you're about to hear from Motley Crue, the great Tommy Lee.
2: A Couple weeks ago,
5: we had like a two-week break, and I went on a bender, bro. A bent and got naked and posted pictures of my
4: <laughs> <laughs> tonight it's equal opportunity night. Tonight I want to see everyone's man in the pink
1: shirt, show the whole world the hot dog. The wife says no. Divorce.
4: That's his uh, crazy comedy bit. Seems to be losing the audience there.
0: Can somebody jump on Google and get me an age for Tommy Lee? You see, this sort of behavior in Motley Crue when you're 20. 59. Is okay. But if you're 60, how about you... Find other things to do with your
4: time rather than exposing your genitals to people. Well, and, uh, you know, I I love everybody, and you live the life you're meant to live. But that's a tad more homoerotic than the concert experience I'm looking for.
0: (laughs) Anyway, new law in California that will kick in January 1st. The governor hasn't signed it yet, but I'm sure he will. It passed both houses unanimously. Wow. And the idea is this. Um, it came out of uh, Bumble users, which I guess Bumble is a dating site that I just became aware of a few months ago. It's um, it's supposed to be one where you're you know, like, it's not Tinder or something. It's more for people that actually want to date. But anyway, they did some surveys on Bumble and lots of women saying that, yeah, they regularly get unsolicited junk pics from dudes or nude pics from dudes. So you're on Bumble, you're looking to date, and guys just send you the pictures. Oh, boy! And uh, California is going to make it a crime where you can recover between $1,500 and $30,000 in economic and non-economic damages, as well as punitive damages. And again, it passed unanimously both houses and expected to be signed into law by the governor, with the idea being, why is it any different than flashing a woman on the
4: street? Mm, because there's no chance that it'll turn into an assault right there.
0: Is that the reason that flashing a woman on the street is illegal? Because it's- that's part of it.
4: Huh? That's part of it. Somebody doing something crazy and sexual uh, in your presence—yeah, that's a threatening thing.
0: I think it ought to be a crime to uh, to just send somebody your a picture of yourself naked.
4: I think there are First Amendment concerns. Really? I, I actually haven't spent a second thinking about this. Well, all I can think is that. There's hardly a straight guy on the planet because I was going to make the joke. Uh, ladies, if you would like to send an unsolicited uh, a lady parts picture to us, our email address is blah, 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 because who cares? It's either great or it's not, and I just don't care. Um, it's completely different for men and women.
0: Oh, there's no doubt about that.
4: And no, we didn't have to get socialized by the patriarchy into that either, you bunch of lunatics with your wackadoo theories.
0: Uh, the bill was sponsored by the dating app company Bumble, which got its way. And a recent user safety survey found that four out of five female Bumble users believe that sending of unwanted lewd photos is unacceptable. Two-thirds believe that it is as offensive as flashing someone on the street the experience of receiving the content isn't momentary or fleeting, like it would be for guys, like you were saying, because that is exactly what it would be. Someone sends me a picture of herself naked; it's either, you know, attractive or not, and that it, like it, it's it's thirty seconds worth of thought, yeah. uh, and then I'll never think about it again. Users claim to have been left feeling violated, less trusting of others online, and more vulnerable when using the internet. I got to believe Bumble's biggest concern is. Women are going to get off that dating site. You know, people that think, yeah. you know, I'm going to try online dating. And then a couple of guys send you naked pictures. They go, well, I'm not doing that anymore.
4: And they're trying to run a business. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. That's an interesting point. I, part of me thinks, well, that's a great way to separate the sickos from the rest. I mean, put a big red flag next to them.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you, I think it goes beyond a red flag. That's something to keep an eye on. His propensity to send random women his junk picks.
4: Well, in the unfortunate uh, you know, tie-in that you could name it the Anthony Wiener bill. Or, in short, the Wiener law.
2: Yeah, it takes one to know one, jackass.
0: (laughs) I'm always amazed, Michael, at the things that you have at the ready and then the things that aren't at the ready. (laughs) I don't know how the system works. But, like, you had no idea that any time in the next two years... We were going to mention Anthony Weiner, but you had that ready to go. Just in case. (laughs) Yeah, that would suck. That's got to suck if you're a woman and you're on a legit dating site. You're on Tinder. I assume you expect that sort of thing. Maybe even want it. But if you're on something like Bumble, where you're just putting on there, you know, I'm um, uh, I'm a third grade teacher with two kids. Recently divorced, looking to meet a guy between the ages of 30 and 40 with a job. And you get a picture of an erect penis back.
4: That sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's harder for me to take this seriously as a non-woman. And because I already knew humanity was depraved. So whether, okay, let me actually think about whether it should be against the law. I'm
0: trying to think about it from the business's perspective. That's also an interesting thing, too. If you were going into a bakery or something and doing something that is making it very difficult for their customers to want to come in and buy your donuts.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, I was reading over the weekend about um, some terrible, terrible stories about parents Who were asked, because their kids had a medical problem, send me pictures of your child's genitals. In a couple of cases. This is the pediatrician saying that because it was a telemedicine visit, whether it was COVID or whatever. And Google flagged them and froze all their accounts. Any appeals went into the great black hole that oh, is. Oh, come on. How did that? How is that not fixed in like a minute? I know the people were investigated by the cops and the cops universally, what? the cops universally said, I get it. You're fine. No charges. Um, it, but. The cops can't, like, go to Google and petition for you. They don't have the time. And so, just as usual, the tech giant's completely unresponsive. But the algorithms exist to detect, say, an an erect junk pick. You'd think they would just use that and then borrow the users. I don't don't know why there needs to be a law. But again, this is not a facet of the First Amendment uh, law that I've thought about a great deal.
0: Ladies, if you're regularly on regular, you know, normal mainstream dating sites, how often does that happen? Text line 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC.
4: Admit me, chorus, to this history. Who, prologue-like, your humble patience pray gently to hear kindly to judge the final thoughts of armstrong and getty here's your host for final thoughts joe getty that's shakespeare i think right there hey let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew our technical director michelangelo lead us off michael
3: i'm so glad i'm not in the dating world right now i'm glad i don't have to do online dating and that i was able to find somebody in person and i didn't ever have to subject you know anybody to a junk pick or anything like that so i'm very happy
4: Indeed, indeed Uh, Young Alex is our behind the scenes
5: producer Alex, a final thought I did get married from the world of online dating But I did catfish my future wife a little bit I had a photo of a dog on my profile Very cute dog It was actually my roommates at the time Super lovely She's Not even your dog Not my dog Said your dog's so cute Lied all the way until we started living together Not my dog a dog is so cute Might not be mine Jack, a final thought for us I sent my
0: son off for his first day of school today with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a Luna bar. The classics. The peanut butter and jelly sandwich. No salad? Salad? <laughs> I've, I've not made my kids a salad. I probably you don't should. put a vegetable in their bag lunch? I do need to come up with some fruits and vegetables to get in there, though.
4: No doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. Carrot sticks, maybe? Yeah, carrot sticks. Celery and peanut butter, they like that. Yeah, yeah. My final thought is, and you may laugh at me, I've been thinking about wanting to get into something research-wise, a hobby, something that interests me. I'm going to learn all about a fascinating beast, the American crow. Okay. They're not particularly attractive. Their call is awful, yet they are an extremely intelligent and social bird. I'm going to learn about crows. Wow, there you go. Huh, gotta pick a hobby. Sheryl Crow, counting crows, all <laughs> sorts of crows. Armstrong and Getty. Russell Crow. Come on. Absolutely. Wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks so a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. The hot links are worth a click. Get you some A&G swag. See you tomorrow. God bless America.
2: Armstrong and Getty. What in God's name? I can't speak for everybody else, but it is symbolic of our struggle against oppression. Bro, put the duck back.
3: Yo. Stop, I knew he was gonna embarrass us. I know. I'm gonna call my lawyer. Gonna. Well.
1: Okay. So, let's
4: go with a bang. Not since the orange man seized the White House in a Russian coup have more 46-year-old Cornell-educated lawyers with weak husbands wept shamelessly in public. Adios, mofo. Armstrong and Getty. Step into the world of power. Loyalty.
6: VGW Group. No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Open a limited time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status for